0: What is going on everyone my name is Andy welcome back to another FPL video and this one it's my team selection for game week 12 so I'm going to show you how the team is shaping up how I'm going to use my two free trances this week and there are some tricky decisions to be made and I'll also take you through how I did in game week 11 so if you enjoyed the video make sure to give it a like hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already and let's jump into it so let's take a quick look at game week 11 it was one of those game weeks where if something could go wrong it pretty much did at least in most cases That being said, and I hate to say it, I actually had a pretty good game week. I finished on 35 points, and that's because three of my players returned. That's all I needed for a big green arrow. So I had Matomas six points for the assist for the own goal against Everton. Mark Gay got a clean sheet against Burnley. also picked up a yellow card, so finished on five points. And then in that absolutely ridiculous game between Spurs and Chelsea, Cole Palmer came away with 12 points. That's all I had, but that was enough to go from 737k up to 595k. I still had Haaland-Captain blank, Watkins blank, Salah blank, Son blank, Saka blank, Cash is zero points, uh, Simakas is one point off the bench, Ariola's one point against Brentford as well. But 35 points was enough for 100k plus Green Arrow. Now, what I will say for anyone that had a bad game week, and a red arrow, it's probably not as bad as it seems. I know the overall total scores are very low, and you might have finished on like 10 or 15 or 20 points, but if you did finish on 15 or 20, you're only kind of... 20 or 15 points behind what I got that can easily be made up from just one captain if you think a few weeks ago I captained son for his blank against Luton, some people would have gone for Salah that difference in points from this week is made up just from that one move let alone any other differentials you've got so on a positive note although the scores were low game week 11 wasn't probably that bad for your rank no matter what it looks like on a negative note, there will be way worse game weeks than this, right? If someone, if people are going around posting scores of like 70 or 80 and you've scored 30 or 40, that is much worse for your overall rank than what has happened this week. So game week 11, not as bad as it looks and obviously definitely not the case for me. Um, but there were, And I'm sure your game week 12 team is looking much better, but I hate to say it, there probably will be worse weeks than this one. So it's time to just forget it, even if you got a low score. And just move on to game week 12 where, I, where like I said your team will probably look much better so yeah probably not too much more to talk about Turner zero points obviously he got dropped João Pedro didn't start again one pointer uh, Charlie Taylor one pointer and Gabriel two against Newcastle that was on the bench but 35 points was enough to put me top 600k that's three uh, three green arrows on the bounce let's have a look at game week 12. So I've got 0.6 million in the bank and two free transfers and I am open to using both of those transfers if I need them but my preference is to just use one and roll the other one into game week 13. There's a couple of reasons for that. We've got the international break between game weeks 12 and 13 and there isn't like a massive increase in the likelihood of injury but obviously some players are going to play twice before the next deadline it's just nice to have those two threes as a bit of security after an international break but also there's blank game week 18 to think about which i know feels quite far away but brentford and man city we know they're gonna blank that week they got good fixtures either side of that and they might double in game week 20 so having a couple of transfers to manage that period is going to be pretty good so where possible i do want to roll the transfer over the next few weeks i don't think it will be possible but that is what i would like to do in terms of goalkeepers uh, it's quite an easy decision if you're on Ariola and Turner. Turner's lost his place. ariola has got a better fixture this week, Forrest at home, so I'm definitely going to play him. As it stands, my plan with goalkeepers is just to play Ariola every single week and not worry about it. I think Turner can just stay on the bench. The only time where you're maybe a little bit more concerned is if you've got Flecken or Edison, who are going to uh, blank in 18, and obviously you can't now rely on Turner, or if you've got like a Raya who can't play against Brentford because of being on loan and stuff like that. But for anyone on Ariola and turner it's not really a huge issue at some point if i've got money in the bank i've got a spare transfer i might look to upgrade turner to someone like flecken for that potential double in game week 20 but it's not something that i've got in my plans if it happens it happens if not i'm not particularly worried in terms of defense i'm currently benching simacast against brentford at home and i'm playing gay against everton at home now Part of that is because he got benched against Luton. That has worried me a little bit. I don't think that he's now going to get benched for every Premier League game or anything like that. But in my case, I do have another good defender that I can play instead. I know that Gay is going to play. I know the Crystal uh, Palace defence is pretty decent. I don't think Everton at home is an easy fixture. But I don't think it's harder than having to play Brentford at home. So Simicass is a tricky one. I think if I didn't own him, I'm not sure I would be buying him now. If I didn't have a good bench, I would play him this week. But I've just got that option. And if he plays 90 minutes in the Europa League on Thursday, that is going to be a concern that Gomez comes in, helps defend at set pieces as well. And obviously Luton, that was probably part of the reason. Brentford, it could be part of the reason as well. And I think Liverpool are better with Simicast going forward. But maybe defensively, Klopp prefers Gomez. So it's just that slight concern there. I'm not looking to sell him at the moment, because I still think he's really good potential value and after the Man City game in game week 13 where I wouldn't want to play a Liverpool defender anyway he's got Fulham at home in 14 Sheffield United away in 15 Palace away in 16 so I'm hopeful of a few starts there I would say that because the games are easier he will start but look what just happened away to Luton so that's the problem now we've always got in the back of our minds will he start or won't he and that is a problem even if a player is that cheap so again at some point if I've got the spare transfer to deal with that and I don't have three other good starting defenders, then maybe I'll remove him from my team. But right now, I'm probably just going to bench him. That might change by the deadline. I want to see what happens on Thursday. But I don't think Mark Gay is a bad replacement. Other defender is Gabriel, Bernie at home. We know he got rested against Sheffield United at home. I do think that was a rest rather than tactical. So I'm not particularly worried. But again, like Simacas, We can't completely rely on him going forward. I don't think that's too much of a problem for me because the next four fixtures are good. And unlike Simakas, I don't expect Gabriel to come on unless the game state dictates that. So if they're like 1-0 up and they're under the cosh, they might bring on another defender or if they're down to 10 men, something like that. But generally, if they're winning, you don't expect Gabriel to come on, especially if the game is comfortable. So at least with him, if he doesn't play, someone can come off the bench. With Simakas, he's probably going to cameo most of the times when he doesn't start so that's a bit more of a problem so gabriel plays as well um and then the other player is matty cash now he's currently yellow flagged we still really haven't had an update about how bad that shoulder injury is and how long it may or may not keep him out for he could just be fine for fulham at home in game week 12 villa do have a european match on thursday so we'll see if he's in the squad we'll hear from Unai emery we'll hear again from him probably before the weekend as well so we are going to get a couple of updates if he's fit then obviously I can just play him. But I do have to use one of my transfers. And even if he is fine for Fulham, I may decide that he is someone to deal with this week because after Fulham at home, the fixtures aren't great for Villa. Like, they've got Spurs away, Bournemouth away, Man City at home, Arsenal at home, Brentford away. I think there's maybe one clean sheet in there for them. And it's the Bournemouth away game, so it's not even at home. So I think long-term, I just don't need that Villa defender. I know they've got Sheffield United at home in game week 18, but I bought him for 4.9 million. It's not like he's super cheap or anything like that. And there's lots of game weeks to come before then. So I might sell him. The problem is I don't know exactly who for. My preference would be to get Saliba. And I've got the money in the bank to do that. Even if he goes up to 5.3 soon, I can still afford him. And I think double Arsenal defence is fine. It would it would stop me from getting in Ketia because I already have Saka. But I don't think that's a huge issue. I'm more worried about the money. Because although I can afford it... I need about 0.2, 0.3 million to get in Burmo in a couple of weeks. And I've still got Zhao Pedro to deal with as well. And there's not a huge amount of players at his price point or lower that I want to go for. So Saliba on paper is the obvious pick. And I just don't worry about all those other things right now. But for me, I am considering them. Outside of him, I just don't think there's a out and out great option, right? Obviously, if you've got the money to go to Trippier, fair enough. I don't. I'm not looking to downgrade Son or Haaland or Salah or anyone like that you got Dunk at 5 million, but let's be honest, really, I want Escherpinian. Plus, Brighton aren't great for the old clean sheets. A Newcastle defender wouldn't be bad. We found out, obviously, that Dan Byrne is out. Liveramento played right wing in the Champions League, but then Lewis Hall went off. He was on a yellow card. Trippier went to left back. Uh, Liveramento played right back. So his minutes could be good, but they're not completely secure. But at 4.3 million, he is an exciting differential. Or, of course, I could go for Lascelles. But preferably before I do that, I want an update on Botman to know exactly how long he's out for. So it's not that I think Bayern Newcastle defender is bad. There's just a few question marks there for me. I don't know if I want to get involved with that when i got a blank game week to deal with later on. Plus, OK, Bournemouth away is probably fine. But I still don't like those Chelsea and Man United games. And let's not forget, Newcastle keep picking up more and more injuries. So they're still a really good defence. But as an overall team, they are starting to get a tiny bit weaker, right? They're not suddenly become a relegation team or anything like that. But it might have an effect on them, especially when they're still playing Champions League games and stuff like that. So, yeah, the easy thing really for me would be just having one transfer, cash be fit, play him and have two next week. But I've got to use one. So if I had to say right now what move I'm making, it's probably cash to Saliba. But as I've already discussed, there's other things to think about. So let's look at the midfield. So with my midfield, I'm currently set up in a 3-4-3 formation. So the four players I've got are Matoma against Sheffield United at home, Salah against Brentford at home, Son against Wolves away, and Saka against Burnley at home. And there are definitely fewer talking points with my midfield compared to my defense, which I kind of like. That means it's pretty well set up. With Matoma, I haven't yet seen the Brighton game in the Europa League. I'm fully expecting him to start that game and get good minutes. Obviously, with Man City, they've already secured their qualification from the Champions League. So, you expect now a bit of rotation. Not the case for Brighton. They need to get decent results in these matches. So, he's definitely going to play. But as we've seen, he's only been rested once in the Premier League so far, where he was benched against Bournemouth. So, this could be another game where Zerbi decides to do that. But I think it's such a good fixture against Sheffield United at home. I've got to keep him. Unless De tells me he's benched or he gets injured or something like that, Matoma has to stay. And then in the short term, either next week in 13 or in game week 14 for sure, I will move him to Inbermo. That's always been the plan. That's why I'm conscious about the amount of money I've got in the bank, because Inbermo has gone up in price since I sold him. But for now, Matoma stays. One thing to discuss is captaincy. I think generally week to week, I'm always looking at Salah, Son, Saka or Haaland mostly. And right now it's on Salah. I don't see that changing. I think Haaland's got Chelsea away, which obviously he could do well in. We know he's now back fit. He played last night in the Champions League. But I think if I'm going to go against him, it is for a fixture like that. And at times this season, Chelsea have defended okay. Although I guess having watched them against Spurs when both teams had 11 men I'm not quite so sure about that but I'm probably going to go for Salah while, while he's at home I think Saka has got the better fixture against Burnley but Salah is just an overall better FPL option his goal threat is higher his creativity is better as well and we know he's going to take every penalty too so he is my captain I think Song could be good too but it's a way to Wolves we don't know what their injury status is going to be and stuff like that so Salah is the pick for me I think you could go Saka but if you've got Salah, he's always going to be right up there in terms of the top option. And yeah, no real plans to sell any of those three. I think Spurs fixtures coming up are a little bit tougher. And could they be affected by some of these injuries and suspensions? Possibly. But I think if Madison is fine, I don't really worry about Son too much, especially when he's playing number nine and when we think he's probably on penalties. they got Wolves away this week, Villa at home, 13, Man City away in 14, West Ham in 15, Newcastle at home in 16. It's not really the greatest run on paper, but three of the next five are at home. Wolves is away, but it's not that bad of a fixture. I just think when Son is playing nine and I got him quite cheap, I just don't want to get rid of him, really. That's basically it. And they haven't got European games or anything like that to worry about anyway. I think those fitness concerns a few weeks ago, they've kind of just gone. So no plans to sell Son. The only one in this midfield outside of Matoma that I could sell is Saka. I've toyed with the idea of taking him down to a cheaper midfielder to then allow me to upgrade my third forward just to have an overall better squad, maybe be able to cope with game week 18 better. But again, that's probably a longer term plan right or, or thought process because at the end of the day he's got Burnley at home this week and there is no way I can sell Saka before a fixture like that and he's also got Luton away as part of the next four game weeks so yeah midfield is pretty straightforward Salah captain Salahson and Saka going nowhere Matoma probably going nowhere for Sheffield United either but eventually I will sell him to burmo and then my three up front are Jao Pedro, Erling Haaland and Ollie Watkins. Now with Haaland obviously he did go off at halftime against Bournemouth at the weekend. Which wasn't ideal especially if you captained him. But it does look like it was just a precaution. They were winning the game comfortably. And importantly he did start in the Champions League last night. So there doesn't seem to be any issues. He even got subbed early as well for a bit of extra rest. And if they really wanted to rest him for that game... They could have just played Alvarez instead. So I don't think there's anything to be worried about with Haaland moving forward, or at least for now. Um, I know I've spoken about probably not captaining him against Chelsea. Look, he's never a bad option. If you want to go for him this week, you absolutely should. I just think it's a week where I can probably go against him. But for the next two weeks, I think he's right up there in terms of top options. Liverpool at home, not completely watertight. Man City at home are brilliant. And obviously the one player that most people look at when they don't go Haaland is Salah. And he's obviously playing Man City away. So Haaland is definitely better than Salah in game week 13, I would say. Although never completely rule Salah out. And the only other player that I would look at that week is probably Son, right, at home to Aston Villa. That could be, as some people pointed out to me the other day on Twitter, the battle of the high defensive lines. And if that does happen, we know how much Son likes that. So I could go Son, but I think Haaland is definitely a great option in 13. And in 14, Spurs are home. They're probably going to be without Van de Ven and Romero. So he's another great option. You've got Salah against Fulham at home. I think that's actually quite a close decision. I will probably end up on Salah that week. But I certainly don't want to let go of Haaland anytime soon, especially with Villa away and Luton away after that. Even I'm going to hold him through the blank because the fixtures are good afterwards. So Haaland going nowhere. Similar situation with Watkins. And it's not even that. like I don't think Watkins is essential to keep, right? He's good this week. I don't think anyone should be selling him. After that, we've already discussed the fixtures when I spoke about Matty Cash. So it's not like Watkins is essential, but who do you go for? that's the main problem with forwards there's just hardly any to choose from in general compared to midfielders and there's just too few good options right Alvarez right not bad but I don't think he's better than Watkins in the short term and obviously if you bring him in you've got that blank to worry about in 18 and you're going to have to carry some players through that week but you don't want too many and obviously Watkins has got Sheffield United at home in 18 as well Um, Ketty is probably going to be too short term unless of course we get word that Jesus is out for a while which we probably won't i do like darwin but there's never a great week to bring him in where i think he's miles better than watkins and then you do get closer to that blank in 18 as well where watkins has got a good fixture like i've already said wissa blank Probably going to go away for AFCON as well later on. I know that's a little while away, but I'm starting to think about all these things. Wilson went off after 45 minutes at halftime uh, in the Champions League match last night. He now has a knock. We don't know if he's going to be available for Bournemouth. And I don't think that's surprising. He's not a player that can play every three to four days. And when Isaac is back, Wilson might get all the Premier League games, but then you've got that risk of rotation. So look, I don't need to go through every single forward. Basically, it's not that I think Watkins... Is amazing even though he is a solid pick it's just i don't think there's too many other better players and there never seems to be a right time to move to darwin union he's got man city away after the international break and he might not even start jao pedro my it feels like my constant issue in the team even though as i keep saying he is essentially just a better bench player than cameron archer although that's debatable after last week especially with the extra money so i could just bench him and either play simakas in a 4-4-2 or Cole Palmer in a 3-5-2. Now, Palmer's fixture this week is definitely more difficult than it was against Spurs. Man City, obviously, great defence, but he is at home. We know he's on penalties as well, so he's never going to be someone bad to play. But if I can find someone with a better fixture, then that is what I would prefer to do. Now, Jean-Pedro's got Sheffield United at home. I really want to play him, but I am very unsure about whether he's going to start in fact if i had to bet a lot of money on it i would say he's not going to start he's going to play in the europa league on thursday then he's going to get rested for sheffield united and uh, get the name out Lalana is going to play instead so unless Lalana or ferguson picks up an injury i'm always going to have doubts about whether Joao pedro plays now that doesn't mean he has to be sold I could just leave him on the bench and later on maybe when Europa League's finish and stuff like that he starts getting more minutes when cole palmer doesn't have a good fixture i bring Zhao pedro in instead i don't think it's a huge issue to have him in my team but right now when the fixtures are good for brian it is that constant headache about wanting to play him but knowing that i probably shouldn't right now let's take a quick look at my team okay this is how it's set up for this week on the fpl page let me just make this a bit smaller so like i said options Play Palmer in a 3-5-2, play Simakas in a 4-4-2, right? And just use the transfer on cash, get Saliba in and be done with it. Another option is to remove Zhao Pedro, not get Enketia, just to leave that Saliba route open and go for Eduard at Crystal Palace. Now, I know that doesn't sound too exciting. No one's putting Eduard in as their second striker in a 3-5-2, but just remember, this is to have a slightly better overall squad and have a slightly better bench. That at all times, I've either got Eduard... Or Cole Palmer on my bench, ready to come on if needed. Now, the one reason I like him is because the next four fixtures are pretty good for Palace. Plus, Eze's back as well. Elise is getting closer, I hope. they got Everton at home, Luton away, West Ham away, and Bournemouth at home. Next four fixtures pretty good. It also coincides with Cole Palmer's fixtures getting better for Chelsea from Game Week 16 onwards. Although Palmer's got Brighton at home in 14, so I could just play him ahead of Edouard who's got West Ham away that week anyway. You can tell how much I've looked at this, right? So the next four fixtures are good 16 and 17. Eduard has got Liverpool at home, Man City away. Cole Palmer has 16 and 17. Everton away, Sheffield United at home. So more than happy to just bench Eduard. And until it kind of affects. My other transfers due to the funds tied up by not having Cameron Archer. I don't think that's a huge issue, right? So that all looks okay. And then in Game Week 18, where there's a blank Game Week and people are maybe going to be struggling to get out a full 11, I will have Eduard against Brighton at home, who at this point have no clean sheets, and Cole Palmer will have Wolves away. So I've got those two attackers ready. So Eduard is definitely on my list of possible transfers in, but here's where the issues start. Hopefully you're following along. That takes up another 0.2 million. Cash to Saliba also takes up currently 0.2 million. That could be soon 0.3. And then I've got 0.2 million left in the bank. Now, Batoma is 6.5. And how much is in Burmo? In Burmo is 6.8. So I cannot afford all three of those players. I definitely want in Burmo back. That is not up for discussion. From Game Week 14 onwards. Lewin at home, Brighton away, Sheffield United away, Villa at home. I need Burma in my team. That is going to happen one way or another. So I don't want to stop that. So it's whether or not I go without Saliba. Now, the next four fixtures for Arsenal are great. I've already spoken about them. But defensively then, it's Villa away, Brighton at home, Liverpool away, right? Between game 16 and 18. So not great for clean sheets there. But then the fixtures afterwards are good. and We know Arsenal defence is solid. Saliba is nailed on. Very rarely gets rested. He's just such a good option for that price. So maybe I just let Eduard go and just keep Jao Pedro on the bench and play 4-4-2 or 3-5-2 most weeks. That is my dilemma, right? I cannot believe after 11 game weeks, this is my problem. Jao Pedro or Eduard because I definitely want him in Burma. Who would have guessed that at the start of the season? So I'm really not sure what I'm going to do this week. I definitely only want to use one transfer if I can. I like the Eduard move, but do I want to block Saliba? Because that is the player I'd be missing out on. I don't know possibly my defense can just get can cover it over the next few weeks possibly that happens let me know in the comments below what you think because otherwise I'm just going to ramble on and on overall I think the team looks good and if João Pedro is going to start against Sheffield United at home I will probably just hold that and sell cash to Saliba I just don't know it's tricky it's it's, it's trickier than it should be right you want to be thinking about big decisions not these little ones anyway I'm going to leave it there give it a like if you enjoyed it hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already i'm trying to hit 400k before the season is out if you're listening on podcast make sure to rate five stars otherwise i'll catch you tomorrow for the game week preview sports social podcast network